And we're back in the Funk House running back show. So we got the top 12 running backs. Talked about quarterbacks last week. Uh, Jerry, you ready to talk some running backs? I'm always ready to talk running backs. Uh, Last week's QBs were a great time. Um, uh, We'll see if I can uh, count a little bit better to 12 this week. (laughs) I can't promise much. We will see indeed. So. Uh, as always, Maddie Funkhauser, Jerry Two Chains, and Mr. Just Right, Mikey Whitesnake, in the, the producer's was, booth. Was I right on that too, Got Jerry? Our top you had 12 uh, running backs. So thir- 13 last week. Next week will be wide receivers, and then we'll finish off with tight ends the week after that. Same type of deal we did with the, with the quarterbacks. So we're going to start at 12. We're going to work our way to one. And Mr. Two Chains, why don't you... And KJ, start us off with running back number 12. I'd love to. Um, this was, I'm going to precursor all this by saying I don't feel comfortable with many of these running backs after the first couple. You know, those I'm not comfortable with. Uh, it's a really tough position this year, in my opinion. Uh, a lot of the big names are kind of, you know, reaching their peak to where they're starting to maybe fall off. Got some new young guys coming in. Um, I'm excited. Uh, this first one, it could be a bit of a reach, but uh, I really like him. He started off uh, his rookie year last year and had, uh, uh, I think he had a uh, thousand yards from scrimmage. He looked really good. Um, my boy from Denver, Javante Williams. Um, okay. So, like I said, it could be, this could be a bit of a reach. There's some other guys that I have underneath them that probably um, realistically should be ahead of them, but. You know, I'm a little more geared towards this guy just because I've watched a ton of his play. Um, most people probably aren't ready to, you know, say he's a top 10 or top 12 back uh, with the big upside. I think, you know, he has the upside to finish as a top five guy just because of his ability. But um, he was a force last year uh, running. He, no one could tackle him. Uh, I think he had like the f- fifth or sixth most forced tackles. Um, and that's with him splitting time with Melvin. Now, Melvin's still there, um, so there's always that. Um, you know, he's going to be lingering. He could st- steal goal line takes. But I think uh, Javante really has a chance to shine with Russell there now, who we talked highly of on the last episode. Uh, I would say Javante, he's the the first RB2 I want to have on my team. Now, is that going to work out like that? Probably not. But That's a I good way to put has- it. I would love for him, like he's my best RB2 out there, really. So that's why he's probably still a a little bit of a reach because these should all be your RB1s that you're happy you got. Um, So I'll go with the reach pick number 12, Javante. Well, I think that's fair. It's a fair statement to say you want him as your RB2, ideally, because some people are going to reach and go wide receiver, wide receiver. Kelsey's going to go in the first round i would assume you know i I probably won't take him there but i would assume so in a 12-man league maybe andrews um so i'm with you there i don't have javante in my top 12 so i will say he is my number 13 that's probably going to change when we get the verdict on alvin Kamara, who is my number 12 so a legal issue with Kamara. i have him at 12 now if if we didn't think that he was going to be suspended at all. Kamara would probably slip in 10, nine or 10 or so with that um, new offense. 
So I, I like Camara. Obviously, he's got all the tools. A lot of wear on the tires. I've been one of those guys that's, you know, with running backs, everybody wants to be a year early than a year late on giving up on a guy. Um, Lynch probably talks about Derrick Henry right now. Zeke for sure. Um, but I, I think Kamara still has a, another good, yeah, maybe two, two years or three years. He's a guy that, you know, he has some injury history, but he always comes back. Um, you know, pretty strong during the year. So I like Kamara. I like the Saints offense with Jameis, and we'll see if we get Michael Thomas back. Obviously, yeah. they drafted Olave, who I like. They signed Jarvis Landry. They got a really good offensive line and a really good defense. The Saints can compete this year. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's bad to say to assume that. I'm not sure what it was either. So Yeah, I I want to say that's what it was. We'll look it up and and uh, it was a February arrest. Yeah, battery resulting in substantial bodily harm. Yeah, that's so, not good. Don't know if that was a domestic issue or maybe just got in a fight with somebody. Um, again, like you said, not going to assume. But Kamara's mine, number 12. No legal issues. He's going to be a little bit a little bit above that. If we finally get a, a verdict that he's you know out four games, six games, whatever, I'm moving him below Javante. Um, and some of the other guys that we have here. So, yeah, moving to, to number 11, I have Nick Chubb. So Chubb, I think, could see a ton of volume this year. I mean, he does usually every year, but I don't think De- I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to play a snap this year for the second season in a row. I think you echo those thoughts, Jerry. Um, you know, us in the living room are not big fans of, of that situation, and we're not going to count on having him. Um so I, I think Chubb gets a ton of work. I think Hunt gets a lot of work as well. But great, great line with a guy like Brissett most likely throwing the ball. Uh, they got Cooper. They don't have a ton of weapons, though. You know, they got Njoku. They signed a big deal. Um, that rookie David Bell, uh, I certainly like Donovan Peoples-Jones. But they're going to trust Chubb. They're going to trust Hunt. They're going to pound the rock. I think the Browns could be fairly successful even with Brissett. The AFC's loaded, so I don't think that they're a playoff team. But... I think that they could finish, I mean, probably third in the AFC North. No offense to your uh, steel curtain there, Mike, but uh, potentially finishing above Baltimore. I think Cincinnati is is probably the class of the AFC North, but could have been, a, a, you know, them playing above their their real talent last year. You never know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I got Chubb at 11. Usually he's around eight or nine or so in previous years, just because of the Kareem hunt, uh, you know, shared backfield. So I'm very comfortable with Chubb. Actually, like you were saying, I've been getting him as my RB two in some best ball leagues. And I love love that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I have him just outside my top 12 and that, you know, he's right there with me with Javante and stuff. And Chubb's obviously more proven. And I I don't think Watson's going to play either. That might've, you know, might actually help him for this year, just more usage without having someone in there slinging it as much. Who was your 11, Jerry? Uh, so at 11, I had a guy I didn't, I'd ever think I'd have in this position. Uh, I owned him last year and dropped him uh, early because I had too many good players on my team and I didn't need them. Um, <laughs> so I dropped a guy that scored 18 touchdowns last year, Mr. James Connor. Um, oh. 18 touchdowns uh, shortly after I dropped them. It was every week guaranteed two to three touchdowns. 
Uh, I managed without him, but um, if he gets the same type of work he did last year, um, he could be another. I mean, he was an absolute stud on the goal line. He was breaking tackles. He was a machine. Didn't have tons of uh, rushing yards total, but he was the guy once they got, you know, 10-yard lining up. He was getting the ball handed to him, and he was usually converting it. Um, never been crazy high on James Conner, but he seems to find a way to prove me wrong a lot of times. Uh, he's only 26 years old, so um, they also – who was their uh, backup before? They signed – well, they got Eno Benjamin, but they also signed Daryl Williams. That's right. They got, and they lost Chase Edmonds, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think Connor has established himself as the guy there. Um, probably is not going to have 18 touchdowns again this year. They paid but, him. Uh, yeah. So, um, we'll see. Uh, I'm not very confident in that. Like, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be thrilled to have him as my RB1, but it could be worse. Yeah, that's. Uh, I can already tell that we're not going to line up as much as we did on the quarterbacks. Oh no, it's uh, way too because too I don't. Yeah, I have Connor actually as my RB fifteen for a lot of the reasons you said. Um, not going to get into too much Connor because we're talking top twelves right now. But he's burned me in the past with injuries and just poor production. He's in a great yeah. system, thrived in it as much as he did that one year in Pittsburgh when Lev held out. So. Right. The sky's the limit for Connor if he can stay healthy. Um, he's a great story coming back from the cancer diagnosis. Uh, yep. I'd like to root for him. I do root for him. I just, I, I'm not as crafting him, I guess, as early as some other people are. But if I go wide receiver heavy and I get Connor as my RB1, I'd be, I'd be fairly pleased with that. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, number 10. Who do you got, Jerry? So number 10, this is another guy that's bounced all around for me. It's a, I just really feel like we have this, this class of running backs that have been, you know, absolute studs, guaranteed go-tos for us for years, and it's really changing a bit, and I'm not as confident in these guys. Um, I have Aaron Jones at 10. Um, I drafted him early last year. Uh, I think I had like the fifth or sixth pick, and I took him, expected huge things. Uh, and he was all over the place. He started out the season real hot, giving me those RB1 numbers I wanted. Then he really fell off. Um, the, uh, the, the backup for uh, Green Bay, was it um, uh, Williams? I don't know, A.J. Dillon. Yeah. He came on, and he looked great. So uh, early on, I wouldn't have had Aaron Jones here, but I really think they're going to have to lean on him a bit more now that Devontae's gone. And Aaron Jones is such a good pass catching back that I think he's still going to have tons of value. And it's someone that Aaron Rodgers trusts still. So I think he could really become a focal part of that offense. And uh, that's why I have him at 10. Yeah, Jerry. I mean, I just said we weren't going to line up and then we both hit Aaron Jones at 10. So (laughs) (laughs) great minds think alike as usual. I remember last year, I think it was our first smash segment and we both smashed on AJ Dillon. And I don't yeah. think he did that much. I don't think he he had like the best game because Jones was out, but we both just, uh, we, we were all over him. So we couldn't smash uh, it harder that week. Could, no. And I, and I do love Dylan. I think Dylan has a good year, but uh, yeah, to your point about the, the kind of the lost weapons, I think yeah. Jones has a sneaky upside to maybe lead this team in targets, uh, which is kind of a crazy thought, but it's, you know, it's happened on other teams. I think Saquon, his, um, rookie year he had like 112 targets McCaffrey has certainly had uh, the lead in targets in, in his 
team, I believe Camara maybe once. Yeah, I can see that. It depends if if Thomas was out because if if Thomas was healthy, he certainly wasn't overtaking him. But I like Jones. I don't feel good about drafting Jones, which is a weird mm-hmm. feeling. You know, uh, I don't know. He's just he's very talented. Uh, I think he was an undrafted guy or definitely a later picked guy. Um, yeah, just out of the out of the NFL draft. But uh, Rogers trusts him. He's a great pass catcher. Pretty good between the tackles. He just needs to stay healthy. So I yeah. like Jones at like. If I'm taking a wide receiver around pick 9, 10, 11, and I can come back and get Jones, I'm pretty happy. All right, we'll move into number nine. I got Big Len Fournette. Oh. Number nine. And it's it's a little, you know, a little spicy because <laughs> he come into camp looking like me. And anybody who has seen me, I'm a large human being, and uh, Len is very out of shape. Um, it, he that's happened to him before, uh, and he's gotten past it. Brady loves him. You know, he's the Brady's the reason that he came back to Tampa. He was shopping around in New England and a few other places. I don't think he would succeed that many places outside of a Tom Brady offense. But Brady really likes him. If Brady likes you, um, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I think he he had a ton of targets last year. I don't know the number right off the top of my head. Wasn't super efficient between the tackles, but it, you know they brought in Gio Bernard to be the passing downs back. Fournette completely absorbed that role. Yeah, and we have no reason to think outside of Rashad White, rookie, who I also um, think is is a pretty good player. Um, he's a he's a guy I like that you know, he can be your RB one and not like someone everyone's going to target early. You could maybe sneak him a little bit later. And I mean, from weeks four to 15 last year, he was the RB three. So I mean, exactly. he, he was a stud. I mean, he was an anchor for a lot of teams that needed him and uh, he's still only 27 too. So that's, and that's weird. I would not have guessed that. Yeah. It's yeah. surprising. It seems like he's another guy. Like it seems like he played on the, Jags forever and then yeah but yeah I like Fournette I I he I had him and Javante bouncing back and forth so so let me give you let me ask you let me ask you one question Jerry of all of the other ten we'll say nine since Mike's here managers of Dub League who do you think is most likely to draft Fournette because I have a name in mind that I think is almost a lock (laughs) and Mike you can weigh in on this too um Tyler. It's a good guess. What do you think, Mike? Uh, Lucas. Lucas Foreman. is my guess. That's, That's a good gun. Uh, I'm going to say Steve Bundy. <laughs> yeah. Good Steve, one. Uh, and Steve's a good, he's a good manager. Um, I don't know if you're listening, Steve. I don't, I don't mean to prop you up because <laughs> I want to beat the hell out of you this year. Like I do all the other managers, but um, Steve savvy enough guy to, uh, to come around and get Len in the second round and have it pay off for a, you know, a top eight running back. And, Maybe I'm correlating to that. Maybe he had him last year. I don't know why, but it just sticks in my head that like this is a guy Steve would want to draft for some reason. Yeah, I could see him falling around Tom Brady's running backs. He seems like a guy that would yeah. do that. Yeah. Surprising yeah, he's so. never won, really. It is, and I think he's probably due. He's definitely going to win this year. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah, he might as well just lock that in now. With that Fournette pick, definitely. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got him locked in. It's taking Fournette. It's given. <laughs> Uh, number eight, I did you give a nine yet, Jerry? No, I didn't. Okay, sorry, I got ahead of myself. Why don't you hit us with your number nine? 
So at number nine, this is a guy I've owned many a times. He's done great things for me. He's burnt me. Um, I just think he's getting up there to where his injuries are too much of a concern. I know who it is. uh, It's Dalb Cook. Dalb, yep. (laughs) And... Yeah, I mean, he's when he's on the field, he's you know he's a top five running back. He's unbelievable, but he's never played a full season in his career. <laughs> so it's you know kind of what you're getting with him. And now I think it's just more riskier than ever, you know, because it's just he's getting older and the injury risk goes up. It's it's science, you know. Science, bitch. <laughs> science is a liar sometimes. <laughs> Well, if Len was here, he would say science isn't real, just like weather and math and <laughs> everything else. That's uh, I mean, I, I like Dalvs still this year. You know, we always joke about how he has a catastrophic injury and they cart him off. And then two plays later, he's back on the field and everybody's <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, I mean, Al Madison is just waiting on Nate's roster in the wings. Oh, he's been dying to start. Him. Yeah to to you know take over that backfield so we'll see um a little bit higher on dalv than you are um but th- but you know that's why we do these so this um jerry why don't you hit us with your number eight so number eight this one possibly surprising here i mean it's not it's not too often you have a uh uh a detroit lions running back crack the top 10 rankings but that's who i have and that's deandre swift um i had him last year uh i think he's one of the most talented running backs in the league um but he's on a not so great team you always have jamal williams there trying to you know steal the goal line touches but excuse me yet not so great team I didn't yeah. say uh, not so bad. Uh, You're in the living room, Jerry. <laughs> not so great because they're spectacular. Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you. And uh, I mean, they're running backs cracking the top ten, so it's nothing but good things from DeAndre over here. Um, he was I had him last year. He's great. He can catch the ball. Um, trying to think um, how much uh, how many touchdowns he had this year. I don't have that down, but. Um, I know he's got over 100 plus receptions in his first two years. Uh, I, just, I just, I think he can become the focal point a little more this year, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, well, I certainly have DeAndre Swift as number eight as well. No way. So we'll line up there. Yeah, he had. Uh, five rushing touchdowns last year, but I think he had a few more receiving as well. Let me try to find that. Yeah, two more receiving touchdowns, so seven total. Um, I, you know, he definitely definitely dealt with some injuries again last year, like he probably always will. But I like Swift, and he's a guy that I've been targeting in some best ball drafts uh, at the end of the first round. Um, yeah, I mean, everything you said, I think he's a stud. I think he can put it all together if he could stay healthy. I think that the uh, unbelievable franchise that is the living room Detroit Lions Not is on the great. rise. Is on the rise. Um, got a lot of studs on offense. And, uh, yeah, I just think that they're going to win more games than people think this year. And Swift is going to be a big part of that. I think he's going to catch a ton of balls. I think he's going to run between the tackles. Um, yeah. 
does he bulk up a little bit as fast as ever? Usually that's a bad sign for running backs, but um, yeah, I'm all in on Swift. No doubt about it. Big Swift guys here. Yeah. Get Swifty. So uh, where are we at here? All right. Number seven, I'll catch up to you. I got Mr. Dalvin Cook. So we already touched on a lot of it. Um, I trust Dalv a little bit more than you. I want to see what happens in this this new offense. Um, Mike Zimmer's gone. Insert Kevin O'Connell. You know he comes from the uh, Rams coaching tree under McVay. Um, I think that big things are coming for Dalv and and you know Jefferson and a lot of these Vikings guys, and I think it's going to be. Uh, a really potent offense. So I think their line needs a little work. Uh, I think Cousins is solid, just as middle of the pack, pedestrian and, and workmanlike as you can get. Uh, Sparty on. Love you, Kirk. So we'll see what happens. But I think if Cook can stay healthy, uh, you know, he's got Madison behind him, waiting in the wings. We mentioned him. Madison's going to be one of your highest priced handcuffs. So if you invest in Dalv, you're going to want to sacrifice one of those mid-round picks for Madison. Uh, and you got guys like Nasty Nate in your league ready to gobble him up to just rot on his bench. You know, It's funny because I don't think he's ever taken Dalv in a league, but he's no. always there for Madison. And he I think always he's got, got Madison. And Madison's a good player. I know we, we had quite the discussion about him last year in a couple of pods, but... I think Nate's only gotten three or so solid weeks out of Madison for owning him <laughs> and, excuse me, managing him in uh, four, I think he's four or five years in at least three to four leagues each year. So uh, the juice was not worth the squeeze in that, but hey, he keeps coming back. So more power to him. Yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah. So at seven, I have Mr. Joe Mixon. Um for some reason, I just I'm never high on Mixon. I've ne- I don't think I've ever owned him. I think I've always just steered away from him just because he was on the Bengals. But now the Bengals look pretty good and they have a really powerful offense. So I have him at seven. Um, I, I just think with that, the all the weapons they have, it just opens him up even more. They're always afraid of Burrow throwing it. He might start to give the threat of his legs again this year, seeing how he's recovered from that injury. I just think Joe Mixon is a, a really solid RB1 uh, that you can count on for most of the time. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I'm a little bit higher on Mixon. Um, I've always been a Mixon guy. I've had him in several leagues, and I sometimes to my detriment, um, and, and sometimes I'll pick him and get a little uh, – little chirping from the peanut gallery uh, but he was he was a top i want to say a, definitely a top 10 close to a top five back last year he's in a great offense they beefed up the line like crazy they're not going to have stack boxes against them they have a borderline elite quarterback they have you know he has elite receivers on the outside which are going to take attention off him i don't know why you wouldn't take uh yeah. you know mixing that high so i'm i'm with you there jerry I was probably one of the ones chirping you just because I <laughs> have, you have uh, some unknown vendetta against them. Why? I don't know. But. Foof for sure. Foof was all over me every year that I take Joe Mixon. So, <laughs> um, that he was your seven, Jerry. He was number seven. Yeah. All right. Number six, I'm going to come in with somebody that's near and dear to my heart. 
the last king, Derrick Henry. Nice. So coming off a foot injury. And you don't want to make too much uh, noise about like off-season workouts and videos and stuff, but the video of him running sprinting routes uphill (laughs) like two weeks ago, like (laughs) it was really impressive. I'm not going to lie. He looks so fast, huge, obviously still is like 260. I don't know that a foot injury can stop Derrick Henry. I don't know that anything can stop Derrick Henry. He doesn't need a foot. He has no need for a foot. Yeah, he's not injury prone. He's a guy that just had a freak injury. You know what I mean? So I think that's the difference between him and a guy like McCaffrey. McCaffrey, I I guess you could label him as injury prone. I don't love that label regardless, but um, Mm -hmm. Derrick Henry had one bad injury that derailed him, and he came back and played in the playoffs. So I don't have any fear of drafting Derrick Henry. Uh, I probably should have him a little bit higher for um, how confident I am, but... In the top five, there's five guys that I would certainly draft over Henry in, in a PPR league, which is how adults play fantasy football, full point. Um, <laughs> and when I say five guys, I'm not plugging any burgers because uh, the only burgers that we eat here in the living room come from the Burger Daddy, which we'll hear about soon. So, Jerry, why don't you hit us with a number six, and then we'll take a short break. So, at number six, this is probably our biggest difference here that I've seen yet. Uh, I have Alvin Kamara. So, we didn't really get, you know, the vintage Kamara last year. He did miss a few weeks. He's had, but the biggest thing I think last year is he had like three or four different QBs last year. So, in the in their offensive line was bad. I think, you know, I think they're going to go with Jameis this year. I would think you, you just if you stick with him, it's, you're going to build some consistency on the offense. And Michael Thomas, the guy hasn't played football in who knows how long. I won't be going anywhere near him. Um, without Drew Brees, I don't know how great of a player he actually is. We're yet to see that. So I really think the offense flows through Kamara. And uh, barring some injuries, I think he'll have another solid year. Are you worried about the legal issue? I am. I kind of took that out of the the deal here. I wasn't That's really fair. considering that. Um, with that, yeah, obviously he drops down my rankings quite dramatically. If you know, uh, it's it's hard to say what's going to happen there. I need to do a little more research on it too and see what the the real status is here. There's a chance that they push all that, the hearing and everything, until it won't affect this season. But the more and more things that happen off the field for these guys, the Goodell and company, NFLPA, are pushing to get this stuff resolved as quickly as possible. I don't think that there's a better way to do it, I guess. Probably if you're a player, you want to play right away, especially if you're a running back, because that effectiveness window could close on you. Um, Camara's right there. I, I, like I said, I still think he has a couple good years, but, um, I think that that is a big reason why, um, guys try to, to push it off to try to get, you know, one more good year in and, and, you know, we'll see. And, and it's not like he's going to face a year of suspension. I think it'll be a handful of games somewhere around there, um, at the most. So, all right, there goes six through 12. Of our running back rankings, uh, we are going to take a short break and hear from our sponsor at Burger Daddy. This episode of the Fantasy Funk House is brought to you by Burger Daddy Food Truck. Burger Daddy Food Truck voted number one burger food truck of 2021 in the Tri-County area. You can find them all over this spring and summer. 
I make some of the best smash burgers ever, along with some other little appetizers. I prefer the Burger Daddy Sap, nice little low carb option. Those of you watching your seats, come on down to Burger Daddy, grab a couple patties. All right, so Jerry, let's get into the top five. Let's do it. Here we go. Uh, now I'll start us off here. Number five for me, we already mentioned Mr. Joseph Mixon. Ooh. So I already kind of gushed about Mixon. He's in a great situation. They beefed up the line, elite quarterback, elite pass catchers. Um, sky's the limit for Mixon. Uh, we'll see how potent is compared to how it was last year. Obviously, they had a great finish. Um, I think very highly of Mixon, and uh, I'm going to take him as a, a top five. It's hard for me to look at these rankings now and take him over Derrick Henry. But again, it's a fluid document. Um, yeah. Mixon has the pass-catching upside uh, that Henry kind of started to have last year before he got hurt, but Mixon is definitely a more polished route runner and uh, pass-catcher, so... I give him the advantage there. Certainly in a better offense, I think Tennessee could be somewhat stagnant without A.J. Brown because I don't really want anything to do with Traylon Burks personally. Yeah, it's a risk. So, number five, what do you got, Jerry? Uh, I got a guy here that I think kind of flew under the radar a bit. Um, He had 300-plus carries and 90-plus targets in a season. Mr. Najee Harris. Yeah, like I said, he led the league in uh, touches as a rookie. Um, they no longer have big Ben. Uh, it's now Mitchburg. So, uh, I think it's time to lean on Najee again. I mean, that's kind of who their offense ran through last year. Um, that's probably why he had 90 plus targets because Ben can't throw further than five yards. So he caught a lot of balls. Um, I expect, uh, him to be there again. I think Mitch will be dropping it off to him a lot. And I just think He's the guy on offense. Uh, they don't have Juju. Um, Claypool has been quite disappointing. And uh, who's the other receiver? Um, I can't remember his name, but uh, he can't do it all. I think I think Najee's the guy, and uh, I like him as a top five this year. Yeah, they got, I mean, Deontay, Claypool. Deontay is who I was thinking of, yeah. And I think the big the big question is if they're going to pay Deontay. And I, I know me and Mike kind of went back for the draft pod about uh, you know my love for George Pickens. So we will see what they do with Deontay. He's getting drafted too high for me right now, Deontay. Um, but number four, I'm going to agree with you, and, and Najee comes in at my number four. So nice. big fan, huge guy, 245, 244. Everybody made a big deal about He's a 244 now. He came out and said, I was a 242 last year, so calm the fuck down. Um, <laughs> I like him even behind a very suspect offensive line. They have a lot of weapons, like he said. Um, the quarterback will tell the tale of the tape. Um, I think he could come close to 70, 80 uh, targets. But yeah, I, think, I definitely think the upside of Najee uh, being the focal point of the offense is you know 80 ish targets out of the backfield and and you know he's an older running back which people are scared of 
Um, I cashed in on him in Dynasty because he's an older back, but he doesn't have a ton of wear and tear on his tires. So it's another point I wanted to make. Uh, just because you're older, I think it's more important for the mileage on, on a running back than really the years on this earth. Um, so, yeah, Najee's my number four. Who do you got a number four, Jerry? I got one of your bo- old boys, uh, Mr. Derrick Henry. Um, he was an absolute monster last year if you owned him for the first half. And then uh, he got bit by the injury bug, kind of a freak injury, the Jones fracture. But through the first seven weeks, this guy was absolutely insane. He had six RB1 performances in a row. And then that included three number one overall finishes for those weeks. So he was on a pace to carry a right to a championship. Um, The Titans no longer have A.J. Brown. So I think that affects him a bit. Um, It's hard to say if it will be positive or negative. I mean, they might have to lean on him more. But now they can stack the box a bit more on him. But that really hasn't stopped him before. So I'm still confident in him. uh, He's... uh, We've seen videos of him running up mountains. We're not worried about his injury. He'll come back and be the focal point of the Titans. And I think he has another big year. Yeah, I think Henry is one of the few guys, Henry and Taylor, and probably we'll say McCaffrey, maybe Dalve, that has a potential to put up like a 200-yard rushing game or like a a three-touchdown game or something like that. Um, just, just strictly rushing the ball. Um, so I, Henry's always has that, um, has that upside said, I've managed him two years in a row in double league and he's been an absolute stud. Um, I just think that he could outlast father time and, uh, you know, he's, he's got a lot of mileage on him, but he, I don't think you can stop him. I really don't think you can stop him. Yeah. So I agree. All right. Number three, I oh, have. Three. It's a little spicy here, Jerry. You ready oh for boy. number three? I guess. Number three, I have Mr. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> oh, the guy that's been the consensus number one overall for how many years now? Yeah. Three? It is. It's hard for me to draft McCaffrey even like at pick three, four, whatever. Um, the upside is undeniable. You know, like I said, we talked about over a hundred targets the one year he is the offense in Carolina. As much as I love DJ Moore, I don't know. It's just, they're freak injuries. They're weird injuries, but they've just all happened so fast. And when he's on the field, he's elite. I don't think he had a finish that wasn't an RB one finish while he's played in the last three years, but it's not like you can draft an Alexander. Well, he looked good for Henry last year, and they and they gave him some money to come in and probably be the number two. I, I don't know. It, it's it, D- Foreman doesn't have much pass catching upside, so I think the role is going to be split. If he does get hurt, it's hard to bank on a guy getting hurt. But it's just I, I don't know. I still have him at number three. It, it's it's hard for me to take him there, but uh, that's why I have him at three. And I think the two guys in front of him, which uh, you'll probably agree on. Um, I'm going to take him over, um, calf. Yep. So I, I agree with everything you said there. And for mainly the same reasons, I also have him at three and it's just the fact that, you know, he should be number one, but the injury risk is just such, so dangerous to draft him on the same way. I'm at the three spot and the other two guys just got snagged. 
man, it's going to be tough for me to pull the trigger on him over someone like a Derrick Henry or a Najee or, you know, just because of that risk. Do you want to take a guy that's only going to play half of your games? Is he really helping you at that point? So it's a tough dilemma. But like you said, when he's on the field, my God, he's he's unstoppable. He's the RB1 every time. But early in the year last year, I remember he had a – I played against him. He had 30-some points, and he didn't even score a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's his bread and butter, too. He's got, like, 60 rushing yards. You're like, oh, he didn't do shit. And then he puts, like, 28 on you. And you're, <laughs> you're like, you know, what that's... happened here? He did. They didn't even score. It doesn't matter because he caught 12 balls for 120 yeah. yards. It's that's He's an absolutely elite player, but the injury risk is what you – when you draft him, you have to know you're potentially only getting half a player. Yeah, for sure. If it gets to me at three – and the first two guys are off the board. I might even pivot to wide receiver, Jerry. Yeah, it's it's really tough. It's really you know? tough. So um, I think we're we're on the same page with Calf. Um, the offense runs through him. It's just not that good of an offense, especially if you have Sam Darnold. If Corral could come around or if they sign Baker, which I think is a pretty good possibility at this point, then you know maybe that bumps maybe he bumps up to number two and overtakes. Uh, I'm guessing both of our number twos, Mr. Austin Eckler. That's correct. Yeah. So Jerry's a big Eckler guy from way back. Uh, it right. took me a little bit to jump on the train, but I am here and I'm loving it. Uh, Eckler was part of my championship team two years ago in the sanctuary with Hertz. Uh, so I'll be forever in his debt for beating the shit out of Judd. That was. One of the most satisfying wins I've ever been a part of. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just like Eckler or just like McCaffrey, I think I don't want to say the offense runs through Eckler, but he has just every chance in the world. He's a great receiver. He's a big dude. He's a physical specimen. I think he squats more per pound than anybody in the NFL, which is unreal. Um, he's got an elite quarterback, elite pass catchers. Uh, it really, really good offensive line with, uh, you know, Rashawn Slater coming on last year. So he's had a little bit of the injury bug, but, yeah. uh, I trust Eckler. And the thing, the, the difference between Eckler and McCaffrey for me is that I think you can invest in Isaiah Spiller later in the draft. And I think that he will probably be his clear cut handcuff sooner rather than later because guys like Larry Roundtree and, uh, Josh Kelly and the like are not very good football players and yeah. they did not bring Justin Jackson back. Yep. Yep. That's a big, that's, that's a big one to note right there is that he's no longer there. So, so, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I have him at two also, obviously. And yeah, I mean, I can't talk enough about him either. I have him in our dynasty league. Very pumped about that. Um, He's he's an absolute stud, and he's been doing it for years. He can, he's the he's the he's what you want in a running back. He can run between the tackles. He can catch the ball. He can do a little bit of everything, and he scores a lot. And he's on a great offense. Last week's episode, we both had Justin Herbert at number two, and now we have the Chargers running back at number two. So maybe that uh, Super Bowl bets, I might be having to place a few there too. But I can't do that as a Broncos <laughs> fan. Yeah, that's fitting, actually. I didn't think about both number two. Wait till you see where we have uh, baggy sleeves ranked. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> All right. So number one, 
definitely a consensus number one. See, the last handful of years in fantasy, I think there's definitely been a consensus number one. Yeah. I remember the year that uh, Mikey uh, got his second double league title. We were in his kitchen and talking him into drafting McCaffrey. <laughs> I remember who it was over. Oh, um, he had the brain trust of the champs with him, and it brought him home the gold. So, um, yeah, you got to listen to your gut. and uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, boss. You so, won't be back anytime soon, so <laughs> perish it. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. It's hard to argue with it. You know what yeah. I mean? Just, he did too much last year. Their line is so good. Uh, I think bringing in Matt Ryan is an extremely underrated move, and I think he makes that offense so much better than it was last year with Carson Wentz because Carson's just a bum. Yeah. And even at his age of... He's got to be, what, 37, 38 by now? Yeah. He's a, so much better of a quarterback than Wentz is. And Frank Reich is already gushing about him. Um, oh, yeah. That's probably coach speak. But, um, yeah, I, I think that offense is – is it's not going to be, like, elite like the Chargers or, or potentially the Broncos, um, some of these other, you know, big hitters. But I think that they're a playoff team for sure in the AFC. And I think that runs through um, Taylor – but I also think Naeem Hines is a sneaky little sleeper, and he, he's definitely going to get his. He had he had plenty of games last year where he you would not so much steal the show, but he kind of had a little sideshow of his own. He you know he's a great catch uh, pass catching back, um, great addition to Jonathan Taylor. But yeah, JTT the consensus number one. I think you'll see that pretty much across all rankings. Um, he had an absolute dominant season last year. He had from weeks four through 15, he had 11 RB one performances in a row, 11 in a row. The only other people that have come close to that Todd Gurley had in 2018, he had 10 straight and McCaffrey in 2019 with nine straight. I mean, it's, he had an amazing year. We've been hearing the, the, the potential of this guy. You know, a couple years ago, we were big on him. We we knew the potential, but he was more of a risk. Now, last year, he blew it up. Man, uh, he's a safe bet. Um, he's proven he can be a workhorse. I don't see why he doesn't have another stellar year. Yeah, there's there's probably not a league that I get in if I have the number one pick outside of maybe a super flex that I'm not taking Jonathan Taylor. Um, and I'm probably still going to take him number one in a super flex. So, it's yeah, that's just how it is. I mean, the, the he just he feels like he's the you know he's the consensus number one, and he's a safe consensus right. number one, which is really important in that position. It is, yeah. So that rounds out our top twelve running backs. We're gonna run through them again. So for me, Jonathan Taylor, number one, number two, Austin Eckler, number three, Christian McCaffrey, number four, Najee Harris, number five, Joe Mixon, six, Derrick Henry. Probably going to move him up. Number seven, Dalvin Cook. Number eight, DeAndre Swift. Nine, Leonard Fournette. Ten, Aaron Jones. Eleven, Nick Chubb. And twelve, Mr. Alvin Kamara with his legal situation. And that is why I have him at twelve. What do you got, Jerry? And for me, uh, number one, JTT. Number two, Austin Eckler. Three, Calf. Four, Derrick Henry. Five, Najee. Six, Alvin Kamara. Seven, Joe Mixon. Eight, DeAndre Swift. Nine, Dalvin. Ten, Aaron Jones. Eleven, James Conner. Gets weird at the end here. 
and 12 Javante Williams. Interesting. So I, a couple things, you know, we only have a few minutes left, but you don't have big Len in your top 12. He's at 13 for me. Okay. And it was a toss up between him and Javante. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And then, and I think that the top 20 guys could finish his RB ones. Um, yeah. Guys like, you know, we talked about Barkley earlier. He comes with a ton of risk. Uh, Connor, uh, I like Akers. He's in a great offense. We'll see. He looked terrible in the playoffs last year. Um, interested to see what ETN does, uh, soaking up a bunch of those targets. So, um, a lot of potential for a lot. Of, I actually think RB is deeper than most people do, and, and I'm comfortable waiting like a little bit. Um, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's weird. That's not a typical thing for these years. So, um, all right. That'll do it for the show today. So thanks for joining us, talking some uh, ball carriers. And uh, if we were sponsored by Manscaped, that would be a hell of a segue from ball carriers. Thanks to Burger Daddy for smashing the patties. Thanks to uh, the boss, White Snake in the booth. As always, Jerry Two Chains, Matty Funkhauser. See you next week. Talking about some fast catchers. Everybody. We'll be right back.